Welcome to Bedtime History. Hello, this is Breck. Guess what, parents? Bedtime History is now available on Story Button. Story Button is the easiest way to listen to our show without using screen devices like your phone or a tablet. Story Button is like a radio that's built for easy listening to your favorite kids' podcasts like ours. And the best part is there's no subscriptions or fees to access the content. This week, save $10 and get free shipping when you go to storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. That's storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. When I say superhero, who or what comes to mind? Do you think of Superman, Iron Man, or Wonder Woman? Maybe you think of the Black Panther, Captain America, or Thor. Well, I know some real-life heroes, and they aren't humans. They're animals. Animals with four paws and wagging tails who love to pull sleds. They're Siberian Huskies, the great sled dogs of Alaska and other snowy countries. They're very brave and powerful. They can survive in freezing temperatures and blowing blizzards. They can run for hours pulling heavy sleds and battling fierce animals like grizzly bears and wolves. They're very smart, strong, and loyal. And an amazing pack of huskies saved a town in Alaska many years ago. The year was 1925, and it was January in Nome, Alaska. People huddled inside their homes as the wind howled outside and Alaska froze. Families gathered around stoves and fireplaces to keep warm. They wrapped themselves in furs and watched as their cold breath swirled in the polar night air. Little did they know that a disease named diphtheria was silently spreading across Alaska. But one person did know, and his name was Dr. Curtis Welch, the local doctor in Nome. He had treated a few children for colds, which later turned out to be diphtheria, a dangerous and contagious disease. This was the worst time for a diphtheria outbreak. Alaska was isolated and frozen. The shipping ports had closed two months prior, in November, and wouldn't open until the following July. Plus, the doctor's supply of antitoxin, or medicine, to treat diphtheria had expired. What could he do? He immediately contacted the mayor of Nome and started a quarantine in hopes of stopping the spread of the disease. But with everyone huddled together inside, the disease started to spread. The doctor sent urgent telegrams to public health in Washington, D.C., pleading for an emergency delivery of medicine. In these small Alaskan towns, the people had never been exposed to many diseases, including diphtheria, so they had no natural immunity or protection against it. Everyone in the town could be lost. An emergency meeting was held. A plan was discussed to deliver the medicine by plane. However, the conditions were too brutal for most planes to fly without freezing, and the few planes that could make the flight had been dismantled for the winter. But then they thought about trains. It was a good plan, but with one hitch. The train could only go so far before the tracks were covered, frozen, and unusable. They then considered a dog sled team. It would be a round trip of over 600 miles and take 30 days in weather of negative 50 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 46 Celsius. Winds in Alaska were whipping at 25 miles per hour and snowbanks were 10 feet or 3 meters tall. 
The problem with this plan was that the medicine would only last for six days in this brutal weather. So the doctor and his team decided on a combined approach, a train and multiple dog sled teams. By this time, 300,000 units of medicine had been found at a hospital in Anchorage, Alaska. The medicine was packed in quilts, wrapped in padding, and stuffed in a metal canister weighing 20 pounds. The canister was then put on a train for a short trip before being transferred to dog sled teams for the main trek, which started on January 27, 1925, at 9 p.m. The great race of mercy was on. The first dog sled driver, or musher, was Wild Bill Shannon, with his lead dog Blackie and a team of 10 huskies. The dogs yipped, barked, and jumped in excitement as they were hitched into their harnesses. They could sense the urgency in the air and were anxious to get started. The night was fiercely cold, but their thick coats helped keep them warm. Wild Bill snapped the reins, yelled mush to the dogs, and they were off. The team raced over snowy trails and frozen rivers. On and on they raced through the frigid night, their breath appearing like steam from a racing locomotive. They arrived at the next stop at three the next morning, exhausted. Wild Bill was suffering from hypothermia, and his face was black from frostbite. The medicine was then placed by the fire to warm, while Wild Bill and the dogs rested for four hours. They awoke and started the next leg of the trip, leaving three exhausted dogs behind. Wild Bill, Blackie, and the team arrived in Minto at 11 a.m. the following morning and passed the medicine off to the next team, led by musher Edgar Calland. The team raced through the forest in frigid temperatures, causing Edgar's hands to freeze to the wooden handlebars of the sled. At a rest stop, a man had to pour water on Edgar's hands to release them from the sled. And while this life-saving race was underway, more cases of diphtheria were spreading across Nome. More dog sled teams were added to the race to save precious hours. The medicine was passed from team to team as the heroic huskies raced for hours across the frozen landscape. The weather was so extreme that several dogs on the team passed away from frostbite and their musher took over their spots, pulling the sled alongside the dogs. Soon an arctic storm was brewing. Gale force winds, dangerous whiteout conditions, and wind chill temperatures reaching negative 70 degrees Fahrenheit battered the dogs and mushers. But the brave huskies of the great race of mercy would not stop. For hours they barreled through unrelenting snowdrifts and unforgiving terrain, their strong paws beating the snow in a race against time and mother nature. It was now January 30th. There was 27 cases of diphtheria in Nome and rising. All the medicine was gone and time was running out. Meanwhile, a musher named Leonard Sepala, his lead dog, Togo, and his team raced out from Nome into the storm to meet the incoming dog sled team. They raced for 91 miles in a gale force blizzard with wind chills reaching negative 85 degrees Fahrenheit. Blinding snow pelted the dogs' coats and slashed at their eyes. They met the incoming team, transferred the medicine, then Sapala, Togo, and the team raced into the night, only stopping to rest for a few hours before starting again. Togo, Sapala, and the dogs then made the treacherous trip up and over Little McKinley Mountain, a total of 8 miles and 5,000 feet in elevation in the raging storm. 
On the other side, exhausted and freezing, they transferred the medicine to the next team. It was now February 1st. The next team took off into the storm and were blown off course, causing the musher to suffer frostbite while putting blankets on his dogs. The team arrived at the next transfer point at 7 p.m. that night. A new team of musher Gunner Casson and his lead dogs, Balto and Fox, waited to see if the storm would stop. When it worsened, they decided to start the trek before the trail became lost completely. They raced into the storm at 10 p.m. They were battered by gales and blinding snow as they crossed Topcock Mountain. Gunner couldn't see the reins in front of him or the dogs through the swirling snow. At one point, the sled overturned, bearing the life-saving medicine and canister. Gunner dug furiously in the snow, panting with anxiety. But luck was with him. He found the canister, riding the sled, fastened the canister to the sled, and shouted to Balto, Fox, and his dogs to run. On they raced, now ahead of schedule and nearing the end, arriving at Nome on February 2nd at 5.30 a.m. with the life-saving antitoxins. The medicine has survived the trip and was thawed and ready for patients by noon the same day. The town was saved. These strong, brave sled dogs raced over 600 miles on a life-saving mission in sub-zero conditions and hurricane-force winds for a total of 127 and a half hours. They had set a world record. The dogs, along with their Alaskan and Norwegian mushers, were honored with gold medals, wreaths, and accolades. A statue of Balto, the lead dog who crossed the finish line in Nome, was erected in New York Central Park in 1925. An inscription reads, Dedicated to the indomitable spirit of the sled dogs that relayed antitoxins 600 miles over rough ice across treacherous waters, through Arctic blizzards, from Nanana to the relief of stricken Nome. Three additional words were added to the bottom of the inscription, endurance, fidelity, intelligence. This race, while historic, also stirred some controversy. Most of the credit and the fame from the race was given to lead dog Balto. However, many believe that the lead dog Togo completed the longest, hardest part of the trek. He raced for 261 miles compared to Balto's 55 miles. Some believe that Fox was the true lead dog on Gunner's team, not Balto. Also, the Alaskan mushers were not recognized as fully as the Norwegian mushers, even though they completed most of the race. But I think most of us would agree that this was a historic and amazing mission of mercy that saved many lives. And you may wonder what happened to the dogs. Well, sadly, a few passed away from this demanding trek but most of them did survive. Balto lived until he was 14, and his body is now on display at the Cleveland Museum of Natural History. Togo lived to the age of 16 and is now on display at the Iterod Museum in Wasilla, Alaska. What do you think of this amazing race? Have you ever seen actual sled dog teams or watched the races? Do you have a Siberian Husky as a pet? I think this is an amazing story of how humans and animals can work together to accomplish great things. Siberian Huskies are an important and life-saving part of life in various parts of the world. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this epic adventure. Click the link in the show notes below and send me your comments. A big thanks to those who filled out the form in the show notes and have given their suggestions and feedback and kind comments. 
This is from uh, Cooper in Montana and asked if we could do an episode on YouTube, which that was a great idea. I'll put that one on our list, Cooper. Thanks. And also from Luke in Indianapolis, Indiana, who let us know after we did the episode on the stone portraits that he and his family went to Mount Rushmore and also visited the nearby Crazy Horse Memorial, both very amazing stone portraits. And Malachi also asked for an episode on dinosaurs. We did an episode on Dippy the Dinosaur, the um, exhibit that's in London, if you want to check out that episode. We also did one on the Bone Wars about some of the early paleontologists, if you want to check that out too. We hope you enjoyed this episode about the life-saving sled dog race. Be sure to tune in next Monday for a new episode.